Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. If you've watched more than a couple of videos in this channel, you know about the arguments over search warrants. Search warrants. So the police search someplace and they've got a warrant. Boom, they're good to go. They search someplace without a warrant. And uh, later they argue, so we didn't need one. We didn't need one. But everyone understands that, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Dave sent me a cool article out of techdirt.com. Tim Cushing wrote this. And this is the kind of thing that really makes you wonder. State court tells cops getting a warrant two years after an illegal phone search doesn't suddenly make the search legal. So you, you can't reverse the order of operations. Get warrant, do the search, or do the search, get the warrant. No, 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 no. The second one doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> the Supreme Court's Riley decision has been the law of the land since 2014. If police want to search a seized cell phone, they need a warrant. And I've mentioned before, if you've got time to get one, go get one. Why not? They're always trying to explain why they didn't get one. Well, if you've got the phone in your possession, just go get a warrant. Nearly 10 years on, cops are still violating that, though. The inability to follow the rules is seen evidence in a criminal case tossed twice. The first time it got thrown out was back in 2022. And uh, the Georgia Appeals Court wrote, <clears throat> The record shows that on November 10th, 2020, police executed a search warrant for this man's residence. The warrant authorized the seizure of a number of items including digital devices such as smartphones. Now you think, okay, well, they have a warrant. <laughs> no. The warrant did not authorize a search of the contents of those devices. During the execution of the warrant, the cell phone was taken from the man and was later given to a detective who was asked by somebody else to extract digital data from the phone after being told that the police had seized it pursuant to a search warrant. So, there was a warrant that said you can seize this stuff. And some people are saying, but Steve, come on. If they say you can seize it, you're telling me they can't search it? Well, remember that quite often search warrants are quite broad in what they describe. And it might say you can go into this business or into this house or this residence and seize cell phones. Well, what if they go in there and there's seven people in there and they each have their own cell phone and three of them are visitors from another country and have nothing to do with the story? You seize their phones, okay. Do you get to search them? Well, that might be why you need to go to a court and say, okay, we need a warrant now to get into these phones here. Okay, do you really need to search the phones of the people from the other country who've got nothing to do with the story? I'm just, you know. So the detective explained during a motion to suppress hearing that he was not limited in any way in searching the cell phone contents because he believed a valid search warrant existed. He further stated he would not have searched the phone if he had known that the initial warrant did not authorize the search of the phone. According to the detective, there were some discussions with the assistant district attorney and or case investigators regarding the evidence downloaded back in 2020. So their first argument was, well, we didn't have a warrant, but the guy who did the search thought he had the correct warrant. He, he thought, uh, is there some kind of good faith exception in the Constitution? Quick. Go read the Fourth Amendment and look for the phrase, good faith. <laughs> you don't have to. Meanwhile, the man was charged with a variety of crimes with the state asserting two years later that the phone contained evidence of a robbery. So he moved to suppress the evidence, and the trial court granted this motion in May of 2022, 
pointing out the terribly obvious. The search of the man's phone was unconstitutional due to the lack of a search warrant. So sensing things weren't going their way, the government belatedly (laughs) tried to salvage the evidence on April 26, 2022, while the motion to suppress was pending, the state applied for and obtained a warrant authorizing the search of the cell phone. <laughs> and the same detective again downloaded the contents. The state acknowledged at the appellate level in their brief that the detective used the same protocol, same procedures, and same forensic extraction software when he extracted data from the cell phone in 2020 and in 2022. So they said, okay, we'll pretend we didn't do the previous search and we'll get a warrant now and do the search. And of course, the reason they're in what we call a hell-hot hurry to do the search is they know there's stuff on there they'd like to have, but they've already tainted it by extracting without a warrant one time. The detective testified during the suppression hearing that extractions done in 2020 and 2022 were basically the same. Even the prosecutor admitted to the trial court that the information extracted in 22 mirrored that extracted in 2020. Well, of course, that's not how things work. The appeals court says you can't salvage a warrantless search by acquiring a new warrant two years later. That's what the lower court said, too, resulting in the state's attempts to have that ruling overturned. (laughs) Imagine what would happen if the state, the government, police, whatever you want to call them, if they had the power to do warrantless searches, see what pops up, and then apply for warrants after the fact. Why why not? You know, uh, it kind of reminds me, if you work at a 7-Eleven or a gas station that sells scratch-off lottery tickets, just scratch them all off and buy the winners. (laughs) Why not? I think that's a valid parallel. Based on these findings... The court granted the man's second motion to suppress, concluding that the 2022 warrant was obtained solely as an attempt to overcome the constitutional violation which occurred in 2020, of which the state became concerned after reviewing defendant's first motion to suppress. Allowing the state to get away with this would make warrant requirements irrelevant. Without the deterrent of losing illegally obtained evidence, cops could just search first and get warrants later. That's what happened here, and the existence of a warrant two years after the fact does nothing to make the first search any less illegal, nor does it make the second search any more legal, in case you needed to have that clarified there. The independent discovery doctrine argument fails. Court points out that the state copy and pasted most of the new warrant affidavit from the old one that did not give it permission to search the contents of the phone. The original warrant only permitted seizure of the evidence. Using the same facts to acquire a new warrant permitting a more intrusive search doesn't impress this court any more than it impressed the trial court. And the detective can't rely on the good faith exception to excuse the first warrantless search because there is no such exception under Georgia law. And the court wrote, We likewise reject the state's suggestion that the good faith exception should apply because the detective believed he had authority to search the phone in 2020. Georgia law precludes adoption of the good faith exception to the exclusionary rule as part of the jurisprudence of Georgia. Despite the state's suggestion, this court is not at liberty to overrule a Supreme Court precedent. 
I mean, they could, but what happens is it go up to the Supreme Court who'd spin it around and send it back down again. So there goes the evidence for the second time. Court of Appeal says the same thing the lower court did. You can't undo a constitutional violation by trying to be a bit more constitutional two years later. <laughs> we'll see if the government learns from this experience, nothing else. It might want to put together some remedial constitutional law classes for its investigators and prosecutors. And so Tim Cushing wrote that for TechDirt.com. It's a wonderful article. And it's a fascinating case. And it's so painfully obvious that you wonder, okay, the prosecutors and the police are, are, are fighting this. Really? On the theory that we did something wrong by doing a search without a warrant, and uh, we went and got a warrant after the fact to authorize what we've already done. And you can see the glaring mistake in that logic. And I was talking to my brother on the phone yesterday, and <laughs> he reminded me of something that we often joke about. And there was an old comic strip called The Wizard of Id. The Wizard of Id. And it's kind of hard to describe. If you're not familiar with it, look it up. Wizard of Id, ID. And... Um, it was syndicated nationwide. And um, there was a lot of stuff in The Wizard of Id set back in some mythical country hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And in one of the panels of The Wizard of Id, there's a couple uh, like barbarians or Vikings or I don't know what you want to call them, but just a bunch of guys standing around with like spears and, and clubs and torches. And there's their leader talking to them. And there's just the smoking ruins of a village they've apparently just burned to the ground. And he has them repeating after him, pillage, then burn. Pillage, then burn. <laughs> the point is that if you burn the place down to the ground, you can't get the stuff you wanted to pillage because it's all gone now. So you pillage, then you burn. And that, that that's this case. <laughs> Search warrant, then search. <laughs> Warrant, then search. Uh, seriously. And, and I've said this before in other videos where somebody goes into court and makes an argument. And I've, I've heard some dumb arguments in my life. I've, I've mentioned a few of them in videos I've done. But when somebody comes into court and says, okay, we illegally searched this phone on this date, but two years later, we got a warrant that authorizes it. First question I would ask is, what judge signed that warrant and did you disclose that you'd already performed the search that you were looking for a warrant on? And if I was a judge, I'd actually go call the other judge. Go, did you know this? Did, did you know they're asking you to, in essence, uh, authorize a search that had already been done? Did, did you know that? And they're going to say, well, no, no, we did a second search, identical to the first. <laughs> Just like Henry VIII by Hermes Hermits, second verse, same as the first. Uh, so this is a crazy case, and it exposes, I think, the, <sighs> the mental acuity, shall we say, of some of the people who work in law enforcement in Georgia. But it's a crazy story, but it has a good ending. So the state court tells cops getting a warrant two years after an illegal phone search doesn't suddenly make the search legal. TechDirt.com, Tim Cushing wrote it. Dave sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. 
It is unpredictable for you to know which of the strangers you are about to meet might become your friend. Be polite to every stranger.